89.9, KMOJ FM, and KMOJ HD1, Minneapolis St. Paul. Bringing unity to the community. 89.9, KMOJ, the people's station. Welcome to Four Opinions. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or board of directors of KMOJ. Are you ready to have some real convo? Get down to it and talk about real topics? I mean, opinions are like, tune into our live podcast talk show, The Four Opinions, with your host, on-air personality, creator and CEO, Tiffany Love, featuring the legendary Walter Q. Bear Banks with empowerment life coach, L.R. Wilson, Mr. Thomas Berry, every Saturday at 8 a.m. on 89.9 KMOJ. Go! All right now, all right now. Good morning, Walter Q. Bear Banks. Good morning. How are you, my I'm, love? I'm very well. How are you, Thomas? <laughs> I'm sober. How about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> very sober. I cannot. I cannot win. Welcome to the Four Opinions. Make sure. Wait, we're going to say shout out to Miss Jackie. We know she already listening. Oh, shout out to Auntie Jackie. She won't be here. She is going overseas to Europe. She told us that last week. Uh-oh. So we got one less listener this week, but hopefully somebody else will call in. You're <laughs> feeling that voice for Auntie Jackie. Come on in and show us some love. But if she got the Camel J app, she can still hear it. She sure can. Yes, sir. Yeah. Know that www.kmojfm.com to listen live all over the world. Let's get yeah. to that. Make sure you take down this number as well. 612-377-3456. Welcome, welcome to the Four Opinions. It is 8 a.m. It is 8 a.m. and I- L.R. Wilson is not here today. <laughs> she is not participating in Sober Saturdays. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's good, Tutu. What's up? What's up, girl? How you doing out there, man? <laughs> Where is she at? Where is she at? But you know what? Um, yeah, welcome everybody today. Oh. We're gonna have Thomas Bears. He got a lot of a lot of topics that he has to talk about today. We cannot start this show off without giving our respects to Andre Debonair McNeil, yes, who lost his life last week. Yes. Um celebrating his life. I just got the announcement or everyone got the announcement, it's actually on social media, that they will be having his viewing of the body on Friday, November the seventeenth, from one PM to six PM at Shiloh which is right down the street, 1201 West Broadway. It will be a public viewing. Um, just come and, you know, pay your respects and all that stuff. So, right on. Good man, good things. I got a lot of memory. He, he actually was the first person. That, that was my first paid gig with him. With Debonair? Yeah. You know what? I, I want to say I don't know too much about bro, but we did do our, our Love a Black Woman a video that went around the country. That was oh, myself, yeah, nice. Debonair, Nick Muhammad, uh, Travis Sankofa, Mujasi, uh, and a, a list of brothers. And shout out to Brother Debonair. We had a good conversation during that whole video shoot. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know what? People like him, he's impacted so many people all at one time, man, because Debonair, not only did he have the youth program for young folks, Debonair was the party. Yeah, the Twin Cities Mm -hmm. for a long period of time. A lot of people that came out and duplicated bro style. They, they came out trying to do what bro did, but Debonair maintained. He always was in good spirits, and he always kept it real. Yep, yep, yep. You know, he, yeah. he never was a phony. And so you got to salute people like that. Uh, condolences to his wife, mm. but also condolences to his family and all the young folk and old folk that brother touched. Salute to him, man. We need more Debonairs out here making impacts in other ways. You know? Yeah, they had him labeled as the uh, the king of clubs. Yep, yep, yep. You know, like the deck of cards and you get the clubs with the yep. king on it. Yeah, yeah. Because he he took that whole era of of marketing and planning and the whole not, but even beyond that, 
it's like um, you know, you look at the business aspect of it with you know, with 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 the the foundation and just you know him doing what he doing and his wife's Zakia doing yeah. and being a part of. It's like it's like yeah. the impact of when he came here from Chicago, you know, and then made those steps. He was connecting a lot of people on a yeah. lot of different levels together. Yeah, and and and. And it, and started here with when it comes to a bad boy radio. Yeah, yeah. With him, Paris Tyler, and uh, Sam Soprano. Right on. Yeah, yeah. But he, man. Yeah, that was that was a, what's up because uh, he did mention that he started at KMOJ, and I was like, man, KMOJ actually opens up a lot of doors for people. So. That's where I know him from the most. Yeah, it's KMOJ. Like start, starting there with Bad Boy, and and then it you know spreading off from where it was. So a hey, salute to that brother. Yeah. And hey, listen, man. You know we lost a good one. Yeah. A great one. Let me let me a not disrespect him. We lost a great one. Great, right. good, great. Yeah. And so. also to his wife. You know, if anybody could just send her love. I don't know if she responding, but you know, just send a, a little love and lighten a little yeah. prayer because she is now a widow. Yeah, and they just a four year um, yeah. marriage, but you know, they was always happy together. Listen, man, it don't matter how long it is, man. When you expected a lifetime with a person, anytime it's cut short, whether it's four years or forty years, yeah. it's too soon. You feel me? Yeah. So, uh, shout out to her and and shout out to their family. Um, and you know, like, hey, listen, this is, you know, part of our topic today is about emotional intelligence. And, you know, the one thing that I've seen throughout other people's posts from reposting her is that she's so, you know, calm and part of it, I know she's a therapist, yep. but she's one of those people I was telling someone else in, in past that I'm like, she's just good people. Yes, like if is. you're around her, like you, I've, I've been around her a few times and every time, you know, you just around her and she just got that type of energy where you're like. Yeah, man, she's just good people. Yeah, she is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, you know, God, um, you know, empowered her with with, with, with that level of uh, emotional intelligence mm-hmm. that a lot of us don't have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she's definitely, you know, she's going to do the things. But we still need to love on her, pray, pray for her, and support her wherever we can because that's a lot to lose. You know what I'm saying? And again, you could uh, Friday, November 17th from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Shiloh. Uh, church right here on 1201 West Broadway. The viewing will be one to six. And they also uh, put out a public service announcement that they did not want people, you know, putting this um, uh, picture on shirts, cup, you know, just doing any of that. Like, oh, yeah, we pay homage yeah, we to that. him. So, this is respect the family. And I, and I, and let me say this too. I'm glad y'all brought that up. Mm. Little bit, of, tidbit of how I feel. Mm. Death to me is an intimate thing. Yep. Meaning that it's not for people just posting on social media right. for the sake of posting on social media. And we have to learn that. We have to learn how not like the traumatizing of his wife having to see that over and over and over again. As right. well as his family and some of his family members not knowing, but people on social media reposting right away. Um, we have to learn that aspect that just for likes, just for, for hearts or what have you. That sometimes we have to refrain from the reposting as they ask for the T-shirts. And if you see people asking for you not to put the T-shirts on, imagine how they're feeling about all of these. One post I see. like Okay, I'll give you that. But some of y'all are kind of, you know. But you know he was a promoter as well. So no, so no, 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 no. But, but, but Ted, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. It's the dopamine high. Um, it, it's not that. Yeah. You know, give my man his flowers, give it up to him, show him nothing but love, but also remember his other people mourning, especially those who are closest to him, you know, and, and, and just keep that in mind. You you know, as much as you miss the party, his wife is going to miss her lover, her protector. You feel what I'm saying? 
and her confidant. And those are the things that we have to think about as we traverse through these social media streets. It ain't just about you. Think about the people that really, really know these folks. You know? Right. Well, so, yep, y'all make sure y'all... See, yeah, I saw with Tiffany up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence today. And because Latoya's not here, I guess I'll do her part. <clears throat> it is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways. To release stress, communicate effectively, empathize with others, and overcome challenges and diffuse conflict and i know you guys were talking about that i listened in a little bit last week and you know we were just talking about well we was telling the truth about how many people are really not up to mm-hmm. par with that emotional intelligence <laughs> right right no there's it's, it's a lot of people who are not yeah and, and part of it though is that the idea that they feel like the walls are always caving in on them and a lot of them believe that they're victims in the dialogue consistently right. and what they end up doing is victimizing other people and so I think that when you're having a discussion with people, this is why I always say it's good to talk with people versus mm-hmm. talking at people. And not only that, you should be able <clears throat> to you should be able to sometimes remove yourself from the dialogue. Right. Because every time when if, if I'm talking to Q-Bear and Q-Bear is telling me what's going on in his life. Right. Mm. And he's talking about something that's emotionally um, impacting him. It does not mean that I should argue with Q-Bear as if it's my life that he's talking about. And some people don't know how to separate that. Or they don't know how not to give people that space to express their emotions. Right. And then sometimes I be thinking about, like, for me, what I've been noticing a lot is with emotional intelligence to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. It's like when you do listen to them to also identify that there is something missing. That's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I be having. I hear a lot of people have a lot of dialogue with people going back and forth, and then you know you can experience someone just from just experiencing. She them talking just, about wine on Wednesday. Let's go. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not All talking right. about wine on Wednesday. When she plays there. When she plays therapist. <laughs> no, but it's like, and I be like, when I start to listen more. Yeah. As y'all been telling me to work on. <laughs> you listen. I, yeah, I do, and I'm like, there is something missing here. And I know a lot of people don't identify that, and they also allow those people to pour into them to have a dialect or a conversation with them or even be listening to them for, like, advice or anything. And I'm like, how can you be listening to this person when they're not, like, it's something, like, mental? Yeah. Or kind of like a diagnosis, even though I don't have yeah. a, a degree to do it. So, but I'm like, you know, I had to pull a coattail and be like, do you know something's, like, missing yeah. In that yeah, point a but little you bit. know, one of the key things is is when it comes to conversations and just in general, mm-hmm. there's everybody can't speak at the same time and be heard. Right. And and one of the things is is some of us need to instead of talking and, and believing that we he who talks the loudest is is, is the the conqueror of the right. conversation because that's part of the battle within itself. Right. But 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 one of the key things is. Is being able to learn to listen, yeah. Because you gather more information, yeah. which helps you with your walk or where you want to go and what you're trying to do. Right. And and be careful on cutting people off. Sometimes you gotta let people cook. <laughs> like seriously, sometimes you gotta let people cook. You gotta let people finish their that their, their their thought so that they can land. Because you know what? When we we have discussion with each other, I could ask you a question, right? Mm-hmm. And then through the discussion of what we're talking about, if I'm listening to you and you're listening to me, 
I might arrive at the answer to the answer based off what I'm listening to you say, mm-hmm. or I could be in response to you because you may answer you know question with a question, and I can arrive at it that way as well. But the main important thing is to have that level of grace to allow people to be able to have a conversation with you and not talk at people. And I think sometimes we have a hard time and we do sometimes on the radio show. I'm a troll sometimes. So I do troll the listeners as well when they call in and they try to side with Tiffany or L.I. Like, you know, I, go, I go hard on them. But, you, do. you know, but part of that is just me playing. But the other side of it is even when I'm trolling, I'm still listening to people because I feel like regardless of who you are, you know, everybody got a story. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of uh, trauma as well as a lot of grief you know, connected to their story. And when we dismiss people from what they got to say, sometimes that's all people got is their words. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be able to connect to them and let them uh, spew those emotions sometimes. And they said, and they said to start at the beginning of to obtain to be emotionally intelligent, intelligent yeah. is to not be in your feelings. Yeah. And that's a lot. It's like, yeah. It's so out of control right now, like people being in their feelings that we yeah. cannot communicate. It's like I have so many conversations with people and they be so into their feelings because I'm not used to, yeah. um, you know, they always say, Tiffany, you don't have to address everything. Tiffany, you don't have to talk about everything. But it's oh. like, <laughs> you know, people be so into their feelings that you cannot even communicate. And, it, and for me, it does make you feel like you're on the island by yourself because right. if I can't communicate with you about something that we're, right. you know, whatever the topic is, whatever right. we're, the situation is, they're not, it, I've been learning that it's a lot of people that's not intelligent enough because they get instantly into their feelings. Well, I think they do you that. You know what I mean? But and they instantly, like, as soon as you say something, it's right attack mode. Like, what, if I'm your friend, where is a constructive that's, criticism? That's, that's the defense, though. Right. And some people don't really want to be called out on what it is that they're doing. So they'll wrap it up into their emotions. Right. And then they feel like because they're overly emotional compared to you. And that's that's a degree of a lack of intelligence as well, because when you're having conversations with people, mm-hmm. you screaming at the top of your lung or you getting overly emotional don't make you right. And I feel like we have a we have a large uh, section of us who believe because you crying, it makes you right. Even as adults. <laughs> and it doesn't. It does not make you right. It does not make you right, even as an adult. It lets you know that you're passionate, but you're not right. <laughs> and you, you can be passionate all you can be passionate all you want to, but it does not make you right. Yeah. I think that we have a lot of people when I'm having discussions, like even when I'm in rooms and we're talking about policy, mm. when a person don't don't have me sitting there speaking on data and your response to me speaking about data and what's going on and facts, things that we can pull up and you say, well, I feel. Mm. How are we going to even really finish this conversation? If because you about it, Dad. the first thing you're going to say is how you feel. What, what you mean? How, you know, your feelings can be manipulated. Here's what the numbers say. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. Mm. And then here's the other side of it, too, because it, it, it works in, 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 in the reverse way. You, you could have conversations with certain intellects. I, I do this with Dr. Rashida all the time. It drives her crazy. I'm like, I don't care about the studies because I'm, I'm well-versed enough to know that those studies are paid for by people who get the results that they want. And when they cut that check, they cutting that check to get the results in the studies that they want. How many, what's the sample size like? 
Can you can you really pull that out intangible like in lifetime? Can we really see what you're talking about? But, you know, I'm going to be like, well, who does the studies? Well, that's the questions I ask. Right. Right. And, as <laughs> you I, know, and, and I mean, and as when a, we get these studies and these statistics like, oh, okay. and, and as I told Q-Bear earlier, while everybody else was at Deb's parties kicking it, I was at Java Noir as well as Yahoo Bookstore. And I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on books and lectures. And I've debated with all types of intellects, including the late, great Khalid Muhammad. The last time he was inside here inside of the Twin Cities, we had a debate about leadership, me and him. And so I don't take it as if because someone shoved a study to you at your job or at a university that that's it so facto. Because I know that a lot of those studies through time, they get overturned and science is always growing. So anytime somebody says they, they're doing something based off science, science just means the study of. Right. So it's not always rooted in fact. But when you are dealing with people from an intellectual level, and let's say you're just talking about relationships, you're talking about your relationship, etc. If I'm sitting there telling you I'm cheating on my spouse, and then I'm I then I'm getting all emotional about me cheating on my spouse, and you're sitting there as a friend trying to tell me, well, you know what's wrong, and how are you gonna feel when she cheat on you? And then I'm trying to get all super emotional, but you're just like, listen, the facts are the facts, you're cheating. Right. You're wrong. And you know that woman don't know you cheating on her. She's sitting there cooking you breakfast and she's making you lunch. And then I'm constantly getting emotional. But you don't know me, though. You don't know what she said <laughs> to me yesterday. You know, like like it's, it's just too it's too much, too much of that going on from an emotional aspect. And I know you always talk about our Wednesday, but that is the thing about it, because we uh, that's what Trust we do. We have. But, you know, you've been there. But seriously, like it is. Me knowing the production of, you know, how it's been every week, like it's getting better because we do have the women that's in there and we're being able to talk to one another and to know that some people are not on that emotional le level. As, let me tell you something about people that's not being emotionally intelligent. They will have a bunch of people that's not as emotionally emotionally intelligent as them yeah. who would agree with them. So that's why I know when you come in there, like it's so exciting to be like, now you got like four women yeah. that's not going to agree with that because they are on a certain level of being intelligent. Emotionally, I go and in they, there. I go in there, y'all to cook, right? I and, go and, in there to cook, and, and it is to be to cook, but but you can also what I'm learning the dynamics of that is it's getting bigger and bigger. That is usually like when it was like four people, like three of them was the same level of emotionally intelligence and then now that it's like other people we got like doctors in there we got scientists in there we got yeah. therapists in there so these people are able to to to, to approach the subject or yeah. topic whatever we're talking about in a different way yeah. and then you know what i noticed that the one person that's been stuck that's not emotionally intelligent which is not like a, a dig or whatever but somebody that's really not on that level yet they will buck up against it until like everybody can be like give them all these avenues of what it looks like on yeah. the outside yeah and but that's why i say it is productive because then you'd be like i had one girl in there that we was just talking talking and she was like standing on what she was uh, not foolishness. believing in. right pretty much so let me tell y'all let me look at Wait, the camera and no and no <laughs> and then uh <laughs> yeah, wow. and then when we all got together like at the end of the night it felt so good because she was like oh now i get it because she could not stand in that position anymore of being just holding on to that so you know I, you know, getting to that level, it takes a lot of people. Yeah, well, it doesn't take a lot of people. It takes, like, people that's different Q. to let them have an outlook Q. on that. Yeah. Q. They're yeah. a wild group. Let me tell you all this. They are a wild group. <laughs> they do They do have some intelligent people there. Correct. But the issue they have, 
Tiffany is crazy because in here she she come with the she don't have the common sense. Yeah. But inside of Wine on Wednesday, she does keep it common sense and good. She shows out. She shows that. Yeah, she yeah. does. I guess she don't listen to us when we talk, but she goes in and she tries it out on them. But anyway. Oh, really? So, so, so she does a good job there. But the more intellectual people there, hey, let me just tell you all this. The people that's not coming from emotion when I'm there trying to cook these sisters. The main ones that are intellectual, they don't operate from a place of emotion, never. And typically, they avoid all the pitfalls that everyone True. else has. I noticed that too, yeah. Because they, they, they measure twice and cut once versus cut, 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 Did cut. cut, yep. Oh, man, I really cut some good things out of my life and let me try to go and repair this. No, 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 you done already cut that. that that's called a bridge. You burnt it. <laughs> it's too bad. And yeah, and then typically, they, <laughs> and I noticed that too, Thomas, that they, they would sit there and they would listen to the dialogue. They would let everybody in the room speak. And it's like, and then sometimes, like you said, they di- they dive in or dig in yeah. when it's needed. Yeah. And it's like, and at some point, and it's like when they sit there and just like watching the moment, then they'll say, they'll know right when to say something. Right. Whatever mm-hmm. they present to it is the stuff that would change yeah. somebody's life. Yeah. So that's another thing about just just yeah. being stable. I know when you look at the definition of being emotionally intelligent, it's just like basically it's just saying being in control. Yeah, but you, you of everything of your thoughts yeah. of how you respond or what the topic is or what yeah. you know we're talking about and how important it is in everyday life is but it's, like it's being and and having the knowledge of. Yes. That's yeah. that's really it. Mm-hmm. And, and being able to control yourself. Yeah. Because a lot of the things that we talk about with, with people sometimes, and we talk about people who come from an emotional standpoint, it's all impulsive. And as adults in your 30s and 40s, you should be getting away from impulsive type behavior. You also should be able to analyze the impact of what you are doing. Right. And listen, sometimes I'm one of those people, I was telling somebody else, like, listen, man, I know there's some things that I can do that's going to be problematic, and I'm willing to deal with the fallout. Mm. Just saying it's about me. I know it. I know there's some things that I could do that everybody else will scratch their heads. I'm not saying that it's the right thing or the wrong thing, because it just may be for me at this moment, it's just the best way I know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to deal with it better. I can accept that. Right. Right. And you can say that. Yeah. And I can say that. Like, no, it may not be right, but this is what I, this is for me, yeah, yep. for the best mm-hmm. for me. This is what I know how to do. And by the way, I do need to get better at that. Like we talked about with the whole uh, thing last week uh, with, uh, you know, punitive love. You know, just not talking to people, maybe that's not the best way to deal with situations, right? But there's the other side of it, too. I'm not going to brag about what I've done to somebody that's close to me, and I've done it in a harmful way to them, and brag to my friends. And I and I feel like it used to be sisters didn't used to be that way. Mm-mm. Where a woman wouldn't sit up and brag about cheating on her man to a bunch of, to her friends, and to even strangers, but now we live in this this world where people don't have no shame. And that's a form that's a lack of intelligence too. Right. Because shame doesn't necessarily shame's not a bad thing. Shame will keep you from doing some things you probably have no business doing anyway. Right? right. And and the biggest person you should be shamed 
who you should be for, worried about being shamed of is you. Like yeah. when you look in the mirror, can you really, without coming up with these crazy ideas, because you lack the intelligence, intelligence yep. mm-hmm. to really say, man, I'm out here living like this and I'm putting this at risk and that's a hard thing people really don't want to look at that that's what i was gonna say what are some signs um wait make sure you call 612-377-3456 what are some signs that i know we know plenty of them but i would love to hear from you guys like what will be some sign that you know that someone is not emotionally intelligent for men it's always those men who always want to operate from a space of aggression and violence Mm. Those brothers lack emotional intelligence. They can't control themselves. You're into a debate with your lady. You want to go upside her head. You're <laughs> arguing with a brother. Uh, you arguing with a brother over a parking spot. Now you want to fight. Um, those are things where the slightest thing sets you off. You need to be aware of who you are. Stop saying that you're triggered. You are the trigger. Yeah. No, I want to know from you. <laughs> no, I want to know from you like, when you meet a woman. Yeah. Or you have a conversation. What are some of the signs that you know that she's not emotionally intelligent? Because I know she got to be like emotionally intelligent to deal with you. Uh, but you know what? There's a level. And, and, and let, let, let me say this. Right. Because I am critical, but I'm not judgmental. Mm, so that means I can critique things, but I don't hold you to it based off of feeling like you're less than. Okay. So. Oh, that's so nice of you. Because we all have different, <laughs> but no, because we all have different experiences. Yeah. But some of the things that I notice with emotional intelligence is that people who respond to things in emotional, I mean, like I've dealt with women who deal with things from an emotional aspect and they don't know why they're responding in a certain way. And you have to, sometimes some people uh, who can listen and say, okay, well, listen, I'm trying to break this down to you. Why are you upset that your baby daddy said this, 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 and this? I thought you was done with brother. Because if all he did was said something, and or did something with his child and that has nothing to do with you why are you angry right right because some people don't see themselves and why they are responding in the ways that they are right is there still a connection there same thing with you know why are you upset with the women at your job right why are you always fighting if i'm dealing with a woman i i literally told a sister one time and and she she blocked me after i told her (laughs) i said man listen Cause she would call me up. We would have these long conversations. I'm like, yo, why every day you got it, you into it with somebody new at your job? Clearly you're the common denominator in this situation. And you're always like calling me. I done had a long day at work and you're calling me like mad and mostly at these folks. And it sounds like you're in their business. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to tell them what they should be doing. And I feel like we don't have enough conversations with people to say emotionally, Right. Don't don't get into all those tears. Don't invest in that time in other like fix what's up with you. Right. Right. And, and why are you always manipulating? Because there's people who manipulate through emotions as well. Um, you have to be able to you have to be able to see those things. So it's levels. And uh, my man Levon said uh, that's the Virgo in me all day. I'm going to say something, but I'm not going to beat you over the head with it. Yeah. And and, and, and I, I, I can feel that. that's how my pops was. My father was a Virgo and he would say things but he would my dad had this thing where he would say it he would just say it one time and let it be and then he'll be like i ain't gonna go back and forth with you i'm just gonna say it and and just keep it moving right and i feel like sometimes as a man i'm like that's that's where i'm striving to be i want to be able to say it once and hey if you take it you take it if you don't you don't i'm gonna keep moving but i'm not gonna be emotionally tied to whether you take it or not it's not my job to beat you over the head uh, Prince said emotional intelligence is a skill set that people are not taught in our household. 
I agree. In some aspects, we're not taught, but I think it's different. I think when you look at, here's the thing that I would tell you. Some of the things, and, and I see it with my boys compared to their friends. When you grow up with a father, and this is where fathers are important, because fathers show you resolve. If you got a good father, a good example. Fathers show resolve. If you got a good father. My sons, even my daughter, I, I brought this up before. My daughter does not, she's not in school at 16 in, in situations where she's talking about other girls. She's not in trouble because she's instigating situations. Same thing with my sons. My sons have never been into a he said, she said situation, and they're both in their 20s. They haven't had that situation. Why? Because they haven't seen their father participating in that. They know I shut that down at the house. So it's a level of what children see, a level of resolve, a level of calmness. Right. And so that you can understand, like, hey, everything ain't my business. You feel me? And let me not always operate from a place of emotion to prove I'm right. Yeah. You guys, make sure y'all give us a call. 612 Shout out to my man Prince Corbett. 612-377-3456. <laughs> Kelly Marie, a.k.a. May Woodian from out there on the south side of Chicago. 612-377-3456. I just know that it's more important for me when I look at it on, a, on the male's part is to lack emotional um, intelligence is when you look at a person and you're like trying to have a just like a normal discussion Yeah. as far as like putting your input or... Well, I was just just having that conversation about things that could visibly look different and the emotional part that a lot of men get emotional too. We talk about women all oh, the man, time. No, no. Like a man will get so emotional and then like not be able we to got a caller on the line. Be able to interact in the conversation. We got a call on line. Caller, what's up? How do, how do you feel about hey. this conversation? Uh, well, you know, when on on the uh tip of knowing emotional intelligence Ooh. for me it's a male or female mm -hmm. that can't take constructive criticism mm -hmm. without going off without mm -hmm. you know having that attitude you know a shortness and not wanting to hear not listen but hear mm -hmm. you know what one is saying yeah. right it's not to beat you down it's not to mm -hmm. make you feel bad mm -hmm. it's something that's obvious and if eight people tell you you got to tell you might want to look yeah behind you right right and so for me it's it's that you know just not being able to take constructive criticism right. you know uh you know in a way in which you can take it and go hey you know what that yeah that is maybe i should look at that you know what i mean right so you know that's my my take on it thank hey, you Carla. thank you Carla, for calling in and, and that's true too you know it's about not being able to take the criticism or sometimes the people that just assume that people are criticizing them and ain't nobody said nothing. And that's so irritating to me. <laughs> ain't nobody said five words. Like, and that is so irritating to me. I cannot, and I know you guys say that, you know, I don't listen or whatever. And I think that's when I shut it down. Yeah. Like, I'm loud that I pay attention to it. I think most of it is if they're not emotionally intelligent enough to have a conversation with me, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to talk to you, whatever, because I'm like so many people. I am not lying. I Now that I am paying attention, because right. you got to look at the dynamics of it. You a wife, mother, whatever. You're more focusing on, like you said, raising your children, right. how the dynamics of the house go. Right. Like, I wasn't emotionally 
um, available to other people to have these other outside dialogues because you're controlling what's in the house. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So now that you're, once you get out of those situations yeah. and now you got to be dealing with people, I have not, I did not know so many people were disconnected or maybe it was me. Like right. I could probably just say for me too because coming out and be like, this how y'all really think? Mm -hmm. Because you set up this foundation so much in your own home mm -hmm. that that's your main thing. You go to work, you deal with the people however you have to deal with them. Right. You go home, you function, I mean, you focusing on your kids, right. make sure things functioning in the house. Right. You really don't have these outside things that, you know, right. that you do. And now that I'll be outside, it's like, yeah, like so see, everybody operates from a, from a perspective of, of a product of their environment. Right. Mm. And that's, and that's where it starts at. Yeah. Right. Because with that, with that coming at you, you're going to respond to different things in different ways. Right. So we reduplicate that that we've seen. Yeah. And sometimes because you've been in that that space, yeah, and you haven't been outside of that circle, yeah, you don't know how to respond to it yeah. until you start doing other things and seeing right. other things. Right. Then you grow in the fact of self, right? And then all of a sudden you find yourself saying, "Hey, that that that, I, right. I, you know," because mm -hmm. and you start that stutter factor because yeah. now you're starting to question mm -hmm. some things that you've seen and some things that you now know right. that you didn't know prior to. So right. we are definitely reduplicating our, our, our so, product of environment. So, so Kelly Marie said, this is a good topic. The lack of emotional intelligence mixed with the audacity. Oh, shoot. At an all-time high. <laughs> and I agree. I, I see for me. Right, and, and I get what she, I mean, I don't mean to cut you out, sorry, but the audacity at the all-time high, I know everybody's saying that it's like this is a slogan for 2023, because people are really put, trying to push their agenda that it's okay, that they are like not emotionally intelligent, not mm -hmm. uh, being in control of their emotions, not right. looking into stuff to have self-control, right. you know we, what I mean? Yeah, we got a caller, caller, what's right. up, what do you think about this conversation on emotional right. intelligence? Okay. And people are not looking into that. Yeah. And then, like she said, the audacity is at the all-time high because they really are getting upset for their foolishness not being pushed onto other people. And I think the other side of it, too, though, is at what point do you... So so here's my thing. I love my folks, but I just don't understand why we have this idea that we have to be youthful or act youthful our entire lives. Mm -hmm. At some point, you have to put away the things that you've done in high school and act in a mature fashion, right? And I feel like we have kind of stepped back when it comes to being able to really have a discussion. And shout out to my guy, Levon, by the way. Happy Veterans Day to that brother. But when I look at some of the people and the, the situations, even when I'm in there on Wine on Wednesdays and discussing things I'm with so, the ladies I'm so that mad you have, one of the struggles that I see with a lot of those sisters is that they really don't know how to compartmentalize <coughs> emotion from intellect. We got a caller, right? Caller, what's yes, up, man? I'm here. How you My doing? name is Angela from St. Paul. Hey, Angela. What's up, Angela? How you doing? You know, you just happened to kind of get into my head with the sisters about compartmentalizing, um, and I just want to dovetail that by saying I think that we don't show our emotional <coughs> intelligence yeah. when we just don't make our own emotional and intellectual decisions as women mm -hmm. and parents and individuals. We turn to social media, mm -hmm. we turn to government, we turn to magazines, videos, 
and we second guess our internal instincts. Mm-hmm. And I think we should we should just be satisfied and confident with what nature and our energy and and just the universe tells us. Right. Initially. Sure. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Angela. And that's real because I tell women all the time, Jesus saves, Thomas don't. So <laughs> I at that not. point, at that point right there, you gotta, <laughs> and, you gotta understand and, who you're dealing with. And I had another person that uh, inboxed me. They said people that cosign, people yeah. that's not emotionally intelligent. That that's what make them think that they're flourishing in whatever it is that that. And that was what I said at the beginning. Like I was in shock of how many people cosign um, this person that's showing a lack of emotional intelligence behaviorally doing what is not emotionally intelligent making some quick decisions and stuff you know like but you have like and that's what make it keep so, so, going so, so we got we got a caller let me read these two comments and it will bring the call in yeah first comment is from uh prince he says this society and culture encourages emotional retardation through media tv and warning everything microwave Correct. Levon said because some folks are coming into their own on their on their own late. They didn't have dough. They they had kids. They buried themselves in the books, work, whatever. Now they're free and wanting to feel alive and young. Them days are over, son. Sorry to have to be the one to tell you. And Mm -hmm. that's fact. Move on, Granny. Make those cookies. All right. What's going on, Carla? How we doing today? What do you think about this conversation about emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is. uh, Based on how you raised, mm-hmm. you raised in a two-family home. You could be worse off, but if you have to make your prowess to be more intelligent in a one-parent home, you'll strive even more. Mm-hmm. Because a two-parent home, in a roundabout way, makes you a little weaker from the mother or the father. You're gonna get that weak link, right? Mm-hmm. So, with that being they're already in place for you to not decide the right thing or do the right thing. Daddy watching you, mama not watching you. Mama watching you, daddy not watching you. Now, when you only got daddy watching you and he's paying attention to you, your emotional prowess can go up because he's paying more attention to you because he's a single parent. He's got to be more hands-on, okay? Two parents, it's always... One person there or one person go very seldom in the last, let's say, 15 years that both parents are present at the same time all the time. So it's a two-parent home, but it's a one-parent establishment. Now, one parent is overruling the other parent, more or less. The parent that's more hands-on is going to outweigh the parent that isn't more hands-on. Thank you, caller. And you know what? I'm just thinking about that. I remember before I started to, uh, before I started to work on that or whatever, I thought about like you have to be emotionally intelligent for a lot of things. And for me, originally, I really never looked at it, but then I just went with it. Okay, we got one more caller. Let's take this other call. And then my man P says something. I gotta shout him out. All right. Okay, I was just calling to comment on the last caller who spoke about two-parent families, and I think it's a, a generalization to assume that one the makeup of one two-parent family equals the makeup of all two-parent families because if you have two yeah. strong parents in the mix, they're going to teach you, you know, the right type of... You know, so I just yeah. don't think you can generalize 
that. And also, yeah. I just think that was an example of, um, I mean, you may be emotionally intelligent, but that didn't necessarily come across She's as well thought out. Well, listen, I, I'm glad you said that. I thought Tiffany was going to hop in there and say something, but I, I agree with you, Carla. Listen, my thing is typically two-parent households, and I say this all the time, do both parents want to be in the household? That's another thing that we don't really talk about in our community for situation based off of the ideas that others have. And some people not having the intelligence to say, really, I'm not going to even I'm not even going to thrive and be myself in this situation. You could have two parents, but if you got one parent that don't want to be there, then you're going to lack a lot of things. And that person's probably going to sink the ship. Uh, my man P said, I would assume a sociopath doesn't have emotional intelligence, but those type of men, dark triads and narcissists attract the most women. Or maybe a sociopath does and they're just using their emotional intelligence to manipulate others. And they're willing to go further than the next guy. And let me tell you, it's not just the next guy because a narcissist is not just a guy. And typically the people that we come across are not narcissists but they are what we used to call conceited souped they're wrapped up into themselves they're what we call selfish right and you know i believe a large portion of it is the is the peanut gallery cheering these people on for the foolishness that they do because they live vicariously through them and that is some of the strongest bs that we have going on and I say this all the time. I love the brothers in my circle that I'm close to because when I do things that are foolish and some of the things that they know outright, like I'm like, yo, that's just me, man. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And, but it's still called out. If it's a conversation to be had, they're going to say to you, you know, you don't got no business doing this. And they're going to break it down. And we're not having an emotional conversation. Typically, the conversation is coming from intellect, right? Mm -hmm. And I respect that. And that, I think that's the difference. I think that we have a cheerleading section. You see it online. Let me go back to this because I, I kind of touched on it a little earlier. We knew that it was going to be a situation with that sister Kiki Palmer and her baby daddy based off of the Usher situation. We all knew it. If anybody understands how relationships go when you're wise enough and old enough to know, you knew that that was a little too much being dragged out online. <laughs> we knew it. So to see this week that is a conversation about domestic violence in the relationship, I'm pretty sure that he's probably been physically violent and I'm pretty sure she's been pretty emotionally violent towards him. And right. they're both damaging each other. But here's the thing with the peanut gallery. <laughs> the peanut gallery does not know discernment. The peanut gallery never says if you start the fire, flames are coming. The peanut gallery never knows that. They just cheer. And then they criticize and judge. They do both. See, I just criticize. I ain't going to judge. I'm going to critique you. I ain't going to judge you. But I believe that this is what's happening in our society. And we don't have elders or older people or wiser people stepping up and saying, hey, you do know if you spit in the wind, it's going to come back and slap you in the face. We don't have people standing up, having those dialogues and conversations. And by the way, we don't have people checking people on the spot no more. I hate watching social media. If you are, if I'm watching social media and you hop on Tiffany's page and you're a man and you going off on Tiffany, before I will say five words, if I see it, I'm stepping in and I'm checking you. <laughs> Period. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let we got another caller because my emotional intelligence come with my right hand. I'm gonna go ahead. All right, let's go. <laughs> go ahead, caller. Is that for me? Yes, yeah, ma'am. Talk your talk. Hi. 
Your conversation is absolutely awesome. I just wanted to say, I work for the Department of Corrections. I can't give you my name. Right. However, I wish to God that you guys could bring this conversation to these incarcerated people that we have in the, in the system here in Minnesota. This would make a huge difference with the emotional intelligence. Oh, thank, thank you. So you. I appreciate it. And, and I will tell you, because people can't register their emotional intelligence inside of society, that's how they end up in the system. And let me tell you all one place where they're allowing emotions to go crazy. The classroom. Oh, yeah. Go into the classroom. Yeah. Watch all these impulsive children. I've said this before on the show. Buy your kids puzzles. Buy your grandkids coloring books. Allow them to sit and be by themselves. It's okay to be bored. Mm. But when people can't control their emotions, right, and then they become acting impulsive, typically they're not impulsive with themselves. Right. And like she said with the corrections, like when I told you when I used to be involved with the Minneapolis schools and just pop in, like it was, like you said, the impulsiveness, the, the not being able to... Uh, make a decision you know even at these young age I know we once they get incarcerated I'm pretty sure that it has been some well maybe that should be like judging but something that has transpired during them them younger years to yes. not be set up to be emotionally able to communicate and do all this stuff because when it shows in your children and you know I press the issue all the time to young people um, for, for me like with my daughter and with my tribe or whoever I can get it to whoever God sends my way like to work on those things like people don't get it I know it's frustrating being a parent I know it's frustrating raising children I've done it I have four under you know every was a year apart but I stress to my daughter I'm like this is why you need seven o'clock bedtime I didn't have those conversations right. I said this is why your baby needs to be in bed at seven o'clock this is why when she get out of school you need to sit her down and do a homework without the TV I'm like the structure yeah. will make it be it's gonna be greater for you and I'm like even, I know it's hard right. and it seems like when you telling people that and trying to get them to know that they don't know but i'm like you're gonna thank me later with my grandchildren to know that these things are gonna build her you cannot be in a chaotic situation you cannot right. you know have her doing the homework tv on or she getting a snack or whatever like it's sitting down it's doing these things that she needs because it's gonna help with all of like you said the emotional part right. how to communicate to take that time to realize like it's not things that's distracting right. you to do and that leads me up to say i was looking it up to be like what are some things i know they got the the um the part that they got on the computer or the statistics that we like to do but it's like what are some things that you can do to build up your emotional um intelligence and i know they had something like you could journal um do a 360 assessment which is good like evaluate yourself to right. which i had to do to understand what things was not being presented right. when I'm emotionally high. Um, practice active li listening <laughs> you ain't <doing> and paying <laughs> attention to your emotions. Those are just like four of them that they had on there, which has changed my life tremendously because at the end of the day, like I said, I was trying to get to the part of coming out of where it was mm -hmm. emotionally stable or communicating and building this and then coming out to a whole heap of people that is not even practicing it. So, so my man, so my man Marlon said, impulsive parents raise impulsive children. Yeah, act. Uh, yeah, we got to talk Noah about Noah that, said, Thomas. Wait, wait, Tom. Wait, wait. We got to talk about that impulsive parenting. I want to just say this while we have this platform, mothers. I know it is extremely hard. If I can give any advice, because I wasn't like a structured person, I was working, you know, doing. I was all over the place. Right. And w where my kids are now, thank God. Right. But that structure is so important 
to take that time, remove those emotions, and, you know, work on that part. And then Sister said, Nova Noir, are they acting or acting impulsive? I would say in today's society, they are acting impulsive. They're acting impulsive. Uh, the, uh, Prince said, that DOC lady common rubbed me the wrong way. Prison is not a natural environment, and you can't talk about it if you never lived it. Prince, I don't think she was talking about those people who actually are inside of the system. I'm thinking it's about how you arrive in the system when we talk about violence amongst ourselves as people. Sometimes the violence is just about an emotion or a feeling at the moment. We got brothers taking lives. I was talking to somebody else about why I don't like the, I don't like carrying guns. And part of it is ha carrying guns, the attitude and the behavior that you have when you carry a gun. It's that power that you feel that you have and the slightest the slightest slight will set you off because don't you know I'm all powerful? Don't you know I got this weapon of mass destruction on me that I could take your life away? That's all emotions. It's like 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 that's all feelings. That, and, and one other thing that I want to say. We tell our kids all the time we want them to get educated. We want them to get degrees. All degrees are are discipline, a discipline of sort. You got a document of discipline, right? And so we should always be taught because part of emotional intelligence is to how to self-regulate. Right. We got to call her. And so I, I want to speak on that because self-regulation is really big. And how do we do that? And I have to work on that sometimes, too. Hey, uh, Carla, what's going on? We got nine more minutes. They, what you got hung, to say? They hung up. And I, and I think about what like what Prince just said that I think she more so was saying because you think about people because I work in this uh, area now that a lot of people if they don't have that emotional intelligence, even when, cause everybody that goes like, you got the people, you got a, a huge statistics that, you know, people come in, this is like literally don't know how to feed themselves. Their family's hungry. The, right. Their backs against the wall, right. you know, and emotional intelligence for me would look like, like taking that time instead of being like, okay, it needs to be done now because that's, it's always survival mode mode uh, to rob somebody or we got, to, we got, we got to call them. No, yeah. I, I was just going to, to rob somebody or to just get into that um, situation, but just the emotion teaching that will be like, okay, look, let me let me look at what I could do. I can go work at McDonald's. I can go and talk to this person and see if they got any extra work for me to do. That's what I. That's what. Or I think or about. or the people who are getting the people who are getting all the money to help these people that keeps getting money to help these people. Can actually put money in solutions, but I'm I'm just but, talking about but, the way but, that they think. But, but you know, but, like no, no, it's no, be take that time but, but before I, they make a rational, irrational but I, decision. But I think that sometimes, well, so here's what I don't want to conflict because I do agree with Prince on the part about unnatural positions. I think when people are hungry, they're going to respond in a certain way. I think when people are homeless, they're going to respond in a certain way. We have a society where rent's going up, the cost of food is going up, and the wages are stagnant. And by the way, everybody's saying that they want to be single. So we're having a lot of people who got the struggle face, and you're going to act in a survival mechanism. And sometimes you're not going to have survival mode does not trigger emotional intelligence. Somebody, when you're, oh, so when you're trying to survive, you're not necessarily you're, you're sometimes acting in a, a state of desperateness. So when you're in a desperate state, Tiff, you're not going to be rationalizing the things that you do. Right. And, and you're going to. Right, right. So, 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 so we know that. Right. right. Like because like, we've both been there. Right. right. Like so I'm not saying that I'm above that or what have you. But I will tell you this, though. We got to learn how to switch our people out of survival mode. And we got to get out of our people. The one thing that I feel like 
we don't do a good job here in this state is that we keep people dependent on the system. And if it's not the system, it's the organizations. We don't teach people how to fish so that they can fish for themselves. We don't teach people how to so that they can regulate and be for themselves. It's always I'm going to pay your rent so you can come to me in six months and I'll pay your rent again. And I'm going to keep doing this. So I'm going to give you these. I'm going to make sure I buy your furniture. So then that way you don't even know how to buy furniture. And it's things that you need to know as adults. Right. And so I feel like these are the conversations that are a little bit different than the emotional intelligence. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you're in crises. Everything goes out the out window. The window. <laughs> I got a I got a comment from Miss T. Shout out! I just saw it. I'm sorry. Some people, she said, some people do not like to be told what to do, and I ever was that when bringing one side of the conversation or the story, you may get the variety of more other information that may be helpful to any situation or solving a problem because someone has something to bring to the table if they are the problem solvers to the start from the start. Well, I would say when somebody say, so thank you, Miss T for sitting when people that. say that some people don't want to listen or they feel like, I, get it. I, I feel like part of the, the problem sometimes is we go to the table and we automatically want to be the problem solvers. maybe. Well, and then we always feel like the other person needs us to save them. Yeah. Everybody don't oh, we want to solve their problem. Right. And everybody don't need you to solve their problems. <laughs> I think we all have that in common. Like when we meet people, like we want to solve their problem. I like you, you do because you say you're critical, but you're not judgmental. No, no, my, my, so my, you take my, that. My, and my, you, my, I know you, I know that. My critique. No, no, let me tell you something. Because I have a job where I have to save people on a day to day basis in my off time. I don't want to be around human beings. That's why I don't go nowhere. <laughs> and so uh, I don't because people have so many problems. And when they find out the work that I do, it's either we, we're talking about policy or we're talking about child protection services. And so for me, it's like, man, I don't want to get caught up in that. Even when I went to Vegas to talk about my app, literally while I'm doing a presentation on my app, people pulled me aside. I was like, yo, so why don't you come up with an app for homelessness? And hey, why don't you come up with, a, yeah. with an app so people can find out like uh, where shelters are at so people can get food? And I'm like, yo, I'm trying to sell this app. I ain't even got this off the ground. People sometimes, and my man Marlon says some folks don't want to fish sometimes. That's true. However, it's an old saying. You push the baby birds out of the nest. If they fly, they live. If they crash, they don't. Right. Sometimes we got to get out of the idea that everybody's supposed to make it. And, and you know what? I and I don't. And let me say this. I'm gonna say because I said it last week. I don't have a big tent ideology. When people listen to me, I am pro black, but I'm not pro all black people. I only think we need 13 percent to make it. And maybe sometimes you ain't making that cut with me. So I don't want people to think like it was a contradiction of what I'm saying. I want you to hear me out and understand how I think. I don't think it takes all of us. I think that it takes enough of us. And so I don't think that we should always try to save everybody because some of us, as Marlon is saying, they don't want to fish anyway and they don't want to be a part of the survivalness. What they want to do is they want to hold on to those things that get them the attention that they're seeking to allow them to act without that emotional intelligence, right? And then blame everybody else, else yeah, because you know sure. what's going to happen on Wine on Wednesday when that person is stubborn, when they finally come to a, 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 a understanding of what they've been doing and what y'all been arguing with that person with for a while, they're going to blame all of you all and then they're going to unfriend you all because they're going to they're going to blame you all for what they're doing. And that's fine because, you know what, that's the thing about it. When we're there, as long as one person get it. I mean, <laughs> we've had situations when you've been there, 
people just don't want to get it. And at, at the end the of the day, we just we just keep pushing that. And I also canvas. want to give a straight <laughs> shout out to um, let's talk about mental health prat- pra- uh, practitioners and therapists and people that. Though. And people that do with that, I want to say a special shout out to Dr. Rashida. Um, Please. (laughs) I love Dr. Rashida because, you know, what she she deal with that all the time. And like, you know, we had a conversation like doing that all day. And when you come to my business establishment, um, just to be able to to know to have that space that she can not be dealing with. Cause like you say, even with you working with the child protection all day yeah. it's like, you're pretty much, and that's, that could be overwhelming. And then you got to go home and deal with your own stuff and then deal with your family stuff and this, all this stuff. But you know, I just want to give a shout out to all the therapists because yeah. thank you, uh, especially in our community. And we are starting to get more and more yeah. uh, African-American therapists and African-American people that's willing to, Jump on that and help people, and they are really making a change. So we got two minutes left. Change I want to tell people, man, two 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 big dates. Uh, we got November twenty fourth. We're gonna uh, start oh, the pre sales yeah. for the Twelve Watch app, so you can purchase your membership in advance. We're trying to target a hundred thousand people nationwide, and then we also have twelve twelve twenty three, which will be Twelve Watch Tuesday. We're gonna do a mixer slash uh, fundraiser Three. to have people to come on out. And enjoy. We're going to have my man Q-Bet on the ones and twos. I'm going to have a co-caterer. And y'all know if I'm doing it, I'm only going to do it big. So when I'm in Epic, it's Epic. And then make sure y'all, make. we inviting everybody December the 1st at Uptown Ties, 1400 Lagoon. We will be celebrating six years. Bringing some cool uh, to them old people. And we're going to be uh, celebrating six years of the Four Opinion. And it's my birthday celebration. So we <laughs> want all y'all, the listeners, please come out. Uh, Uptown Ties, Friday, December the 1st. And also letting you know before we all go, when you know, because a couple of comments was made. Yeah. And the thing is, when it comes to the system, it's one thing. When it comes to life, it's a whole nother ballgame. Amen. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Salute to my man Marla, who is also in the comments, and everybody else is watching on the stream. Love y'all. See y'all next week. And Tiffany won't be sober, but I will. December 1st. Y'all better come out and celebrate my birthday with me. December oh, we the 1st. We all there. Friday, 6 to 10 p.m. KMOJ-FM and KMOJ-HD1, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Bringing unity to the community. 89.9 KMOJ, the people's station.